This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back. Rob Regenridge with you here on this Wednesday morning. We saw the latest inflation numbers yesterday. I mean, we're still talking about big numbers, but it feels like maybe things are, are tapering off. Maybe inflation is plateauing somewhat. Perhaps uh, an early sign that things are starting to turn in the right direction. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, part of the inflation picture in Canada, obviously, is food inflation. And food inflation is still running hot, but also appears to have maybe peaked. Food inflation uh, in July was 9.2%. So that's down slightly compared to June, but that's still a, a pretty big number. Now, that also runs the gamut when it comes to different products, and, and the numbers do vary depending on what it is you're, you're purchasing, what it is you're looking for. But obviously, amongst the, the food products that have seen price increases, dairy, milk, and other dairy products. Now, what's unique about dairy is that it's all very tightly regulated. It's basically a legalized cartel system that exists in Canada, and we have a board that basically sets the price. So the increases in dairy prices are a deliberate policy choice. The decision was made that the price is going to increase. And is that justified? Now, you could argue, well, look, I mean, farmers are, are dealing with uh, a lot of costs. So if other agriculture products are, are going up, well, why shouldn't dairy? What's interesting, though, we learned recently that, at least according to, to data, that costs have not risen for dairy producers. Now, there's not a lot of transparency, unfortunately, in the system, but it does raise the question, why are we seeing these increases in something that is so heavily regulated? Anyway, joining us uh, for some thoughts on all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, here this morning, Sylvain Charlebaugh, Professor of Food Distribution and Food Policy at Dalhousie University, uh, Director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab. Uh, Professor Charlebaugh, great to have you with us here. Welcome back to the program. Well, thank you. Just big picture, uh, you know, and obviously it's it's interesting because you wrote a piece and, and you do this each year, uh, the start of the year, the end of the year, looking ahead to food inflation. Things are kind of unfolding almost as that report predicted. But are we at a peak? Are things starting to, to level off? I think so. Um, and uh, and I, the main reason why I, I do think so is that uh, the food inflation rate has somewhat flatlined since uh, since april uh so it's anywhere between 9.5 to 10 percent um scenario is very different in the u.s in fact uh that that food inflation rate is still climbing it's north of 13 percent now but uh, ours is uh, appears to be under control and uh, and this is really an important an important point because if the food industry sees a, a flat line uh, food inflation rate it means that they're they're able to think ahead Think about promotions and discounts and, and loss leading and things like that, things that we haven't really seen a whole lot uh, since the start of the pandemic. So this is key to uh, what I guess we could call a recovery uh, post-pandemic. Well, that's encouraging. Let's let's zero in a little bit here on what's, what's happening with dairy prices. Now, it, it is, as I say, basically a cartel system that exists in Canada. We have supply management, as it's referred to, that controls entry into the market, controls how much we produce, controls what the price is. Why have yeah. we seen price increases? I'm not sure if our dairy friends would appreciate the word cartel, though, but yeah, I get your point. 
<laughs> well, I, I mean, it seems to me the definition, obviously, it's it's got some, some negative connotation to the word, but in, in any well, other it's, sector, it's that's how we describe it. it. It's, it's a government-sanctioned quota system. Yeah. Uh, it's a public system. Uh, now, that system has severe limitations. That's the problem. It, it distorts market conditions. And if you want to be a dairy farmer, well, good luck. You have to buy millions and millions of dollars of quotas. Uh, so, uh, you know, our ability to enter the market is 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 basically impossible. And so, yes, absolutely, the uh, dairy market is controlled by... Uh, about 9,000 dairy farmers, and, and for, unfortunately, that's, and this is the worst part, I think, is that the current model, the current regime, is forcing the dairy sector to, uh, to manage a declining scenario. I mean, it's the only way to do it. I mean, they don't really care. The regime doesn't care if people go plant-based or eat or drink something else uh, than dairy products or milk. Uh, they'll just readjust quotas. We'll see more dairy farms disappear and everyone will make money but if you rise if you rise no prices at farm gate you don't care about how consumers will react to higher prices you will eventually lose production capacity and that's exactly what's going on yeah it's certainly not a system that's you know aimed or designed with consumers interest in mind i, I think that that's oh, no, that's for sure not at all okay so absolutely i mean a consumer yeah. Even buyers that look at Lactalis, Lactalis is by far the largest milk buyer in the country. Uh, it used to be known as Parmalat, but, but the Lactalis is a huge player along with Saputo in this country. They just converted a Sudbury plant, their plant in Sudbury, they just converted that plant into a plant-based plant. That tells you where the market is going. But dairy farmers couldn't care less because they're still making their money. They're not even thinking about strategy, not even thinking about they'll actually. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Put up their blue cow and we'll remind people that they're good people and, and our milk products are good. But really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they lose market share. Uh, unlike a private company, uh, they'll just reorganize quotas. So let's talk about, you know, there, there were the decisions to to raise prices this year that we've seen. But in terms of the, the rationale, that's not something that's typically provided publicly. But what, what have you learned or what has come to light about what's going on behind the scenes and what we're seeing in terms of costs for dairy producers? That's probably the most upsetting part of, of this whole thing, because last fall we were told by the Cane Dairy Commission, a crown corporation owned by all Canadians, 
uh, that uh, that the that farm farm gate milk prices will go up by as much as eight point four percent. That was the recommendation, and at the time they told us that cost to produce milk has actually gone up in Canada, and therefore we have to raise prices. Well, there was a leaked document last week telling us a completely different story. Uh, when you understand how dairy farming works, uh, uh, yes, there's the narrative uh, suggesting that. You know, feeding animals and heating barns uh, are more costly, but it's an asset-intensive industry. You need to own quotas. You need to capitalize uh, uh, operations that that uh, that will represent millions of dollars of assets. That's really so. Capital costs are huge. Labor as well, but labor costs have gone down. So what we learned from that leaked document is that. Uh, the cost to produce milk in Canada has gone down by 1%, not up 8.4%. So that came as a surprise. And so what the CDC has done since the leak is that they said, well, we're using inflation to justify the increase. Well, first of all, in the pricing formula, if you are serving dairy farmers across the country in terms of how much it costs to produce milk, that inflation, the impact of inflation is embedded in a formula, and secondly, when you see a company or an organization using inflation as an excuse to increase prices, there's one term for that. It's called greedflation. Mm-hmm. Now, dismantling supply management seems like a, a long shot given the, the politics involved, but that, that was maybe one option to, to deal with, with some of this. But short of that... What could be improved in the system we have now to at least add some more transparency to these decisions? What do you think needs to change? Uh, well, so last year we presented Supply Management 2.0. It's a comprehensive roadmap uh, along with the University of Guelph, uh, which suggests uh, clear objectives to change uh, the current regime. And, and the last thing I think we need to do is to eliminate the quota system. Uh, we're just north of the United States, and if you are to eliminate the quota system, I think the dairy sector would collapse completely almost overnight. So we need to be realistic. Uh, we have baggage in Canada. We need to make that system work. The starting point is to change the CDC. Cain Dairy Commission its governance is flawed. It's led by two people linked to the dairy farmers. Uh, if you talk to dairy, the dairy farmers of Canada and the CDC, there are one. Uh, they talk to each other. Uh, they're in conflict all the time. That needs to change. Secondly, you need to open up uh, the system in two ways. One, you need to encourage farmers who aren't necessarily efficient to exit the industry as soon as possible instead of subsidizing the dairy industry with $2 billion over four years. And secondly, we should create a new quota category for external markets because our milk and dairy products are not bad. I mean, we actually have something to sell to the rest of the world, starting with Asia. Right now, we have a Kingston-based plant in Ontario buying our own milk and exporting baby formula to China. That's a, that's a Chinese-owned plant. Why not do it ourselves? So there's lots we can do to make our system better. By the way, and, and this is another aspect of supply management because part of controlling prices involves controlling supply. If we're adding too much supply, that can yep. drive down the price. So we end yep. up basically throwing away a lot of milk. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the other part. So there's, 
There's the so the dairy farmers of Canada have always uh, sold us the illusion that it's a perfect system and we're not wasting anything, unlike the U.S. Well, in the U.S., they do waste a lot of milk. Uh, with the quota regime we have in Canada, we shouldn't be wasting milk at all. In fact, we should have a strategic reserve, and we do have one for butter, for example, in Ottawa, run by, you guessed it, the CDC. But my guess is that uh, we are likely throwing away anywhere between 100 to 300 million liters of milk every year because of labor disputes, uh, weather, uh, because calculations weren't well done when it came to uh, synchronizing demand and supply. Those are the types of things that we shouldn't be seeing. Those surpluses, we have the regime in place to limit the amount of milk dumping occurring in Canada, but we're not taking advantage of it. Indeed. We'll leave it there. Professor Charles Lebois, always appreciate the insight. Thank you so much for joining us here today.